Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Investigating Mars, the podcast where we talk about Veronica Mars episode by episode. And today we will be talking about the episode Return of the Cane. I'm Heidi. I'm Jimmy. I'm Malika. I'm Naomi. I'm Yvette. Oh, and I'm Elisa. Yay! Welcome. Yay. Welcome, Elisa. Thank you. So, um, Jimmy brought you into uh, podcasting today. He did. Have you ever podcasted before? Never. This is uh, my first time podcasting. Awesome. We'll see about that. (laughs) (laughs) It will be. You'll do fine. (laughs) Um, Do you listen to podcasts? Um, not really. The only time I, uh, really listen to podcasts are in the car and that's when my husband's driving. So he has control over them. Um, other times I'm usually reading books because that's my work. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Okay. So we like to ask our guests, um, how you started watching Veronica Mars. Well, um, I think I may be in the minority here, but I watched it when it was actually on TV. I did as well. <laughs> so, it was uh, it was a long time ago. I haven't rewatched it. Um, I feel like I'm kind of a newbie uh, watching it again. But um, you know, every once in a while, I get a little bit of a, a flashback to to things and think I might know what's going on. But you know, I'm really not sure. So I'm kind of guessing along with everybody right now. That's very nice. Yeah, I've watched it like multiple times. So, um, but I do remember you know, the first time rewatching, a lot of things seem brand new still. Yeah, definitely. Did you watch the whole series, the whole running live as it aired? Yeah. Um, I think by the, the third season I was, um, you know, probably recording it more or I might've, you know, missed an episode here and there. Um, but I pretty much watched it straight through. Okay, cool. Awesome. All right. Would someone like to read our episode summary? The tension between the O-Niners and the non-O-Niners comes to a head when the school election appears to be rigged. Veronica helps Wanda, the underdog, campaign to beat Duncan, despite her feelings for him. Meanwhile, Logan clashes with his father, movie star Aaron Eccles, when he is caught in the press engaging in unruly behavior. I love these descriptions. I'm not so sure unruly is the word. <laughs> I know, exactly. Uh, can, can I just ask, are you getting this from somewhere? Or you aren't coming up with these? No, I'm, I'm getting okay, them from... The, the way that it was phrased, it makes it sound like like Wanda was in love with Duncan. Yeah, yeah, it's they're very, they're funny. I'm getting them from TV.com. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, let's see. Our A plot today is going to be the election. The B plot is Logan and the bum fights, and the C plot is Veronica and Lily's ghost. Okay, Which... Logan and the bum fight sounds yep. like A, a band, and a, a dirty band at that. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I wonder what their cover song would be. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little worried. <laughs> it, it, it would be Tom Green's The Bum Bum Song. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, I I no. just out of the fact that I know that. Oh, uh, okay. Yes, you did. Tom Green, as in like MTV's Tom Green. Yes. 
Oh my. Drew Barrymore's ex. Yeah, Drew yes. Barrymore is how I know him. <laughs> okay, so a plot. Um, but before we do that, I want to say I was right in my guess last week. I said that it, that Billy Kane was going to be coming back as a zombie, and I it sort of. <laughs> I have that too. I have that too. I was like, yes, I was right, sort of. <laughs> we can Close enough. That one. Yes, yeah. we can discuss that because I actually have. Yeah. No. Yeah. Very good, you guys. <laughs> okay, so what did you guys think of? Um, Wanda and like our introduction of her. So with the pirates points and the pizzas. Okay, choker. We have to talk about the choker. <laughs> yes. yes, thank you, thank you. Oh my god, I could not stand this choker. I mean, Veronica's is okay. It's thin, but as soon as I saw her neck, I was just like, "What does she have on?" <laughs> I, it, it had like a metal edge. I was afraid that she was going to cut her throat. When I know. Well, at least at least Veronica's not the only one wearing a choker now. Well, so much for her sentimental choker thing that it's something from her mom that her mom wore in the 90s. It's now it's like, no, it's just Neptune. No, I think. <laughs> yeah, it, it I, is the badge of the the former pep squad, now emo girl. Yeah. If, if you yeah. become an emo girl, you have to wear a choker. Yeah, I, I decided that choker equals outcast. Wow. That's actually, but you know, in the, uh, Veronica confused me because I don't know if... Like maybe she's changing because she wore a choker plus a necklace, like a gold necklace with a little pearl on the end of it. So I was wondering what that signified, but it's very strange neckwear in this episode. That, anyway. that she's an emo girl outcast who is looking for redemption or something. Let's go with that. We can, we can figure out the, the, the code that is in the jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be watching it. It's like Choker Watch. But yeah, it's interesting. I, I think we might be reading a little too much into this. <laughs> <laughs> so the pirate points, is that is, is that a thing? Like, I mean, it, not necessarily pirate points, but is that... Uh, I mean, on the East Coast, I know we didn't have any sort of thing like that where there was... There was, like, if you did well, then you could do things like order food or anything like that. Is that a real thing, or is that something that is just made up? I'm going to say made up. I've never heard of that. Yeah, I've I've never heard of anything like that. Um, like, we got, I don't know, if you got, like, above a 3.5 grade point average or something, you, like, got to attend a pizza party one day. But, like, it wasn't <laughs> an ongoing thing. Okay. Well, I think that uh, Wanda's introduction was pretty cool. Um, you know, well, not cool, but it was um, very dramatic. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and man, what a waste of pizza stepping on all that pizza. I felt kind of bad. I wanted to eat pizza. <laughs> Cheerleaders don't eat pizza, though, so she didn't really need it. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> oh. Yeah, she was probably just going to sit there and look at it and never actually take a bite anyway, so... Just pout at it, and like with her furrowed, furrowed brow. <laughs> the the acting with the what's her name Madison, the the cheerleader there when she goes over to the principal, and just the, the way that their heads turned at the exact same same time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I I don't know if that was. I mean, I'm sure that it was intentional, but. I, I don't think that it was supposed to be intentionally funny like it was. <laughs> I just burst out laughing. And I was like, yep, this is the moment when it reveals that they're all, like, cyborgs. 
and the leaking was murdered because her, <laughs> her coding malfunctions. Yeah, it was it was good. It was good. Um, that was I noticed that too, and it was definitely a good look. <laughs> but I I have to say that like for Madison, I mean, she impressed me actually more than Wanda. She was just I didn't expect her to be so funny, like inintentionally funny, but it was funny. But then she, um, what? I'm sorry. What is the um, the the journalism teacher's name? Uh, Miss Dent. Miss Dent. So we go. So she goes over to Miss Dent and and calls her and and you know tries to complain to her. But then it seems to be this running theme throughout. You know, a couple times throughout that she's the new person. Like she doesn't understand how things work here. I thought that was kind of. I I question that because if you're coming in as a teacher and these pirate points is obviously some sort of well-known established program, wouldn't you get some sort of orientation and saying, oh yeah, this is one of the things that our school does? You would think so. But it's a good way to explain them to us. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, guess, I guess so. <laughs> that's definitely how it was being used. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just have in my notes, like, just the teacher. She's back again. I didn't know her name either, Jimmy. I, she's just, she's, she, she's like the reporter teacher that pops up every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I keep, I keep forgetting her name. And then I, I tried to listen for it, and I, I, I missed it when I watched it just a few minutes ago. Well, an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're really terrible at saying people's names on this show. <laughs> But you know what? I almost like that better than um, other shows on the CW right now, that every other sentence is someone's name. Yeah. And they use it over and over and over again. In real life, you would never say someone's name so much. But uh-huh. yeah. So I kind of like it in this show because it's a nice break from that. Yeah. Okay. So Wanda decides to run for student body president. So again, we have the... Um, uh that you know the 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 news show and so we we did not have those uh those sorts of thing on our news shows where people got to do campaign videos i i kind of wish we had it probably would have made things more interesting yeah we did oh really yes yes i i remember that in high school and it was entertaining <laughs> and and veronica gets 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 tagged to actually be a reporter for the um for the to cover the election but i thought she was only going to do pictures Mm, maybe they roped her into more (laughs) the the teacher is looking for her to expand her horizons and is pushing her in new directions and gently engaging her her. (laughs) trying to help her grow as a person um so i had a question about about the points though um so i can understand why like we can understand why Madison has pirate points and I'm sure Duncan does because of some sports thing, but why does Logan have pirate points? I couldn't figure (laughs) out like, he doesn't seem like really like, did he buy them? Like he doesn't seem like the really like, you know, gung ho pirates kind of guy that would do things like student council or cheerleading or (laughs) any other random sport. And now I'm picturing Logan in a cheerleading. Yeah. That's what I when he as soon as he started saying that I was like, huh? Don't get in a, or Logan in a cheerleading costume. Maybe oh. maybe he plays lacrosse. I was just gonna say he's got to play some sport. You think so? Okay. Because he he's one a... of those those kids. You know what I mean? You know the the popular kids and generally if you move in that crowd like they do, 
Um, you know, you all do do similar things, whether or not you play the same sports. Maybe he's a wrestler. Who knows? Yeah, because when we saw the lacrosse practice, he wasn't practicing. He was hanging out on bleachers. That's right. But I'm going to say he buys them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if you're an 09er, you're, you, you can mm-hmm. do whatever you want. That's right. Very I thought true. it was kind of weird that um, you got these pirate points for being like for playing sports, but not being in the band anyway. Like it seemed like those are kind of analogous things for high schoolers to do. Well, I know that in my high school, um, like the band people had to be in band a lot longer in order to get a, like a varsity jacket, which is kind of how I saw this. It's like, you know, varsity, blah, blah, blah. And the band people were like, I mean, it wasn't seen as the same thing as a sport, so to speak. So I mean, that's the way I thought of it. But I, I can see your point. Yeah, if this is I set up see- by the, sorry, if this is set up by the, the student body, the student uh, council, then maybe they were the ones that just decided it's sports and not music and not all the other stuff that the kids that they don't care about are all doing. Good point. Yeah. So yeah. who is, who, so who, did we know who was the current like student council president? Did we ever find out? Or was it just oh. like a, this is just the election? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think so. I really into that. Okay. Because I was wondering if the, if the, if the previous uh, president was also an 09er. Yeah, I'm just going to say yes. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think I, for, for, it seems to me that this is the first time that anybody like who wasn't an 09er was actually going to go against the grain. And that's why it was such a big deal. So, well, from the way that, that that I saw it with a, I mean, it was sort of a throwaway line when Veronica questioned, um, oh my goodness, Wallace, when she questioned Wallace about his vote and the fact where he's like, of course I'm going to vote for a sister. Um, I, I saw that as, as you know, the, the one girl who was the, the nerdy one out of the candidates because you had Duncan who was the popular one and Wanda who was the, the rebel outsider but then you had the girl who was very much just you know I'm sitting here and I'm going to to read my my statement and this is what I'm doing because I'm I want to be student body president so it, there there could be a possibility of someone who who, who isn't an o er but is one of the nerdy kids getting in there because it was a, I don't know, a, a bad year for the for the popular kids. A bad year for the popular kids. <laughs> but they they couldn't get their best friends, you know, uh, actor fathers to to guest star their their TV shows. <laughs> yeah, I was I was just wondering what a bad year for them looked like. <laughs> um, I thought. Oh, by the way, Jane Lynch was in this episode. Yeah. Yep. I almost didn't recognize her. I mean, she looks pretty much the same, but. Uh, I just didn't expect to see her in the setting. And I'm like, yep, she pretty much looks exactly I, the same. The, Maybe slightly the younger. I have, the note that I have for that, Jane Lynch is awesome. Mm-hmm. That is all. <laughs> that, that is my note. <laughs> my note is just, Jane Lynch. <laughs> yeah, my note is Jane Lynch, and then I drew a heart like next to her name. <laughs> oh, I have Jane Lynch, exclamation point, highlighted in red and uh, highlighted in yellow in red font. So... <laughs> wow, it sounded like Sue Sylvester to me when she was and talking. She, I mean, and she really is kind of like the same, almost the same kind of character as Sue Sylvester. I found. I, I yeah. actually went there too. 
Who is Sue Sylvester? From Glee. Oh, okay. Oh, that's her character on Glee? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, yeah. I guess. So it, she kind of still plays that kind of mean um, and bossy kind of person. I don't, I don't know if that's a typecast or, or uh, if she did that on purpose, but, uh, but I definitely did see uh, uh, Sue Sylvester in that. Yeah, I've only seen one episode of Glee, and I think that she looks exactly the same. Like, she looks the same as she was there. Like, even with the cardigan around her, like, just the outfit. Or no. Okay, ma- can I can mm-hmm. I talk about the sweater for a second? <laughs> <laughs> because th- there was this shot where she was walking away, and I'm just looking at the sweater, and it's the main body of the sweater. And all I could think was, like, that sweater would not fit on her. So is this purely a decorative neck sweater it's like the choker naomi it's just like the choker (laughs) it makes no sense i just kept looking at it like i i am pretty much the same height and build as jane lynch and i'm like that there's no way i would fit that sweater and that just why what why is she wearing it (laughs) It was it yeah. too small? I'm trying to I'm trying to recall. Very, now. very Okay, small. okay. Maybe it was her like kid sister sweater. Yeah. Her like kid sister it, who died and she it was a memorabilia. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the choker. Yes, <laughs> exactly. If she tried to put it on, it would have like maybe come to the bottom of her breasts. Maybe well, that's the look she's looking for. Or maybe she just likes to keep maybe she just likes to keep her shoulders warm. <laughs> and just her shoulders. Maybe she gets warm if it's too long. <laughs> um, okay. At end of tangent. There we go. Okay. <laughs> let's uh, let's go on to um, Duncan doesn't want to run for president, but everybody else wants him to. Okay. Can I say that I like his dad now? Yes. Is that really weird? No. I okay because you know in the first episode. We thought he he like might be involved in the the Lily Kane thing, and maybe he still is. And then when he's taking the drugs, he was like just annoying because he just seemed to be lecturing him. But here he actually like won good dad points. Where I was like, wow, he's actually a good father. I don't. I mean, I know we got a hint of it in the prom one, but this was really good. Like I, I get cut, and he made Duncan seem a little bit more human. In fact, so I was a fan. Yeah. I think. I mean, so did Duncan. Are, are we to believe, and I know nobody can really answer this for me, but so are we to believe that before, before the, the, the old donut, um, would, would have, have wanted to do these things. Like he would, would have wanted to run for class president and he would have wanted to, um, you know, go forth and, and, you know, be involved. And now he doesn't, is that, I mean, I, I keep going back to the drugging and I'm trying to look for like, is, is that who he used to be? And is that what I'm supposed to believe now? Because uh, I, it the seems Dale's, like... Every, go ahead. There, there's also the idea that... I mean, how was he before Lily's death? What was he doing then? But then there's also the fact that he is a year older and that much closer to graduation. And so, okay, you know, you really need to... I, I, the way that that scene came across to me was his dad saying, you know, you've been drifting, you need to find something. And this could be something that even if you don't know, even if you aren't going to, to end up where I plan, it, this could be a good thing 
to launch you um, into a variety of different colleges, the idea of being on the student council. That's just something that that colleges would look at and say, good. So it could be, you know, what was he like before, but it could also be the fact that he is closer to graduation and isn't doing anything to pursue that. Yeah, so the way I read it was pretty much the same. So the day-old donut, um, he was really <laughs> like, um, he, he, I mean, he was, he was probably a lot happier and he was with Veronica, da da He probably didn't really necessarily think about running, but he probably wasn't, wouldn't be opposed to it. He didn't seem like that kind of guy from what we've seen in flashbacks. But I do get that this is sort of because he's, he needs to look good, he needs to do something that's, um, that looks good on his college applications. And like his prob- father's probably thinking, well, you know, you were drifting, and if you did this, like it would give you something to look forward to. Like it would accomplish two things at once. But I don't know. I mean, that's just my read. Yeah, I think his dad is like definitely trying to get him involved in something. Like he seems so despondent and just like detached from everything. So maybe it's not even necessarily so much about like colleges, just to give him something to do almost. Just to give him something to, 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 to love, or not necessarily love, but just to give him some sort of purpose or direction, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah, give him something yeah. to believe in, as uh, Poison would say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we know why Logan wanted him to, to be, you know, president for his own selfish pirate point reasons. But, um... Well- I mean, is, was it really all about the points? Because if anyone else but Wanda was elected, would they have changed the point system? Well, I, the the way that I read that was more that these were the two front runners. Like, I don't. I think it's kind of like the Democratic and Republican Party. Like, there's others, but you know, I don't think that yeah. they would have much of a chance. And so it was probably in you know, between the two. And so, but, but here's the. But I mean, that it, it is sort of an interesting, you know flight of fancy if Duncan hadn't run I'm sure that whoever that they still would have pulled the same sort of tactic to try and and get one of the other kids you know elected and so if one of those other kids got elected would they have changed the pirate point system I I doubt it but I I don't think they would have gone up against that so for Logan I don't think it was the fact of oh, we, we have to protect the points. I think it was the fact of, you know, being a friend. Oh, you know, his, his dad called up and said, hey, you know, I've I'm, I'm been talking to Duncan about the idea of doing running for class president. Could you ask your dad? He's like, yeah. Or even not, even Logan not knowing about it and just Duncan's dad calling Logan's dad saying, hey, would you do this? Okay, because I thought that... Um... It was in direct response to the Wanda video that Logan like tapped Duncan and said, "You need to run." Like as soon as she said that, like the pirates points, and she he was really upset, and that's when Logan or uh, Duncan said, "I really don't." You know, like you really need to run, and he's like, "I really don't." So I thought that's why, and that's why I thought the two were tied. Yeah. Well, one of the one of the things that I have down as a as sort of a, a question was who you know, signed Duncan up for the election. I have that same note because how, how, how do you do that without his permission? Yeah. So that was, it's like, okay. 
I mean, in our school, you just needed to uh, collect signatures. So I don't know if maybe somebody was going uh, around collecting the right number of signatures that they needed to get on the ballot. But that's a possibility. Yeah, our but school, you needed to be nominated and then get a certain number of, um, you know, supporting, yeah, signatures. Like, but you could be nominated. Like, you couldn't. I think you could nominate yourself, but a lot of people were nominated in my school, at least. Oh, I hadn't really thought of it that way. Can you tell I didn't take part? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was homeschooled. I was class president. Automatically. <laughs> I always took it as that Logan did whatever he had to do to sign Duncan up. So you think that he had permission to do so from, from, from Duncan? No. I just think that he like, got the signatures or whatever had to happen, he did it without Duncan's knowledge. Because when Duncan sees that video, he's, you know, completely shocked. Yeah. I'm um, you know, talk about, like, I guess the bigger world that was going on. Um, you know, I was struck because 2004 was an election year. And I looked back at the original air date of this, and I think it was election night. And I thought, you know, the, the story maybe you know, what, all the little plot points happening wasn't so important, but maybe they were doing some kind of like Bush Gore type of, uh, you know, remember what happened in 2000, just tying it into the, the whole atmosphere of, you know, the times and the haves versus the have nots and, you know, the, the obvious, the obvious tie-in <laughs> to the, to the, the actual election that yeah, was going on. Yeah, yeah. The obvious stealing of the elections and, you know, all of that. Was that year? Was that that was the year with the? Um, oh no! Was that the no, year with that, the Chads? Two. That was two thousand. So that was um, Bush Gore. So two thousand four uh, was uh, Bush Kerry. But you know, since this was shown on that election night, obviously they couldn't um, you know do anything with that election and saying what happened. But I think you know, to me, it seems like they were telling a bit, doing a bit of a story, or it was influenced um, by you know, our previous election and what was going on. Oh, that's a, I, that's a pretty good insight. I, I hadn't really thought of it to that, you know, going back that far, but it does kind of have a mirror up to it in a, in a certain way. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. I've never thought of it that way before either. And when I, because uh, I actually came in mid first season, so I didn't see this episode when it aired. So I've never even like tied that together or anything. That's cool. We should probably pro probably uh, you know look into what was going on around the time that these episodes air, so that we can we can make other kind of like you know draw the lines of what was going on in current culture. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll find out where the choker came from. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the store that smells two small sweaters. <laughs> yes, that too. <laughs> okay, um, so what did you guys think of uh, of how the election was fixed and the whole scheme behind it? I have one note. Scantron. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, they, everybody still, did, well, I mean, we didn't vote by Scantron when we did our elections. We, I think we'd like, you know, it, they were pieces of paper. Yeah, I think ours were too. But yay, Scantron. That would be a much easier way to do it, I guess, wouldn't it? <laughs> but are, are we are we to believe that that 
um, and again, I didn't really catch her name, but Jane Lynch was was involved in in creating the two different lists, or was it her assistant that did it? No, I. Well, the, the way that it came off to me was that it was just just Madison. Because when uh, when Mrs. when when Mrs. Dent actually goes and and signs for Veronica to you know go ahead and do the recount um she tries to stop her she tries to intimidate her as in this doesn't happen and and you know almost like she was trying to hide the fact that that she knew about it I think that that is to make us suspect her um and I don't think that she had anything to do with it. I think she was maybe just happy with the results and didn't want anybody rocking the boat. Yeah, that that's how it came across, was just, oh, yeah, here's someone else who's going to come whine because they didn't get what they wanted. Things happen, you just have to deal with it. And then the, the new teacher it okays it and just like, you know, really... This is how it's been. These kids whine, and you, you can't give in to them every time they whine. And that, that's how I saw it. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I could see what you're saying, Jimmy, because I had the same thing in the beginning. I was wondering if um, it, was, it was possible. But um, I just came to you know, the assumption that it was just, um, it, it was just the fact that uh, she was just happy with the results. Yeah, and I don't think that Madison would keep her mouth shut if the teacher was involved. Oh, yeah, once she gets busted yes. at the end, you mean, yeah. I guess yep. I hadn't really thought that completely through. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I tend to bite onto things, you know. They, 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 they keep... They, they they keep you know dropping these little nibbles for me and I follow them and I can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about um, Veronica helping Wanda um, in her in her campaign and uh, Wanda being labeled a narc. Okay, I, I'm just gonna throw this out here because I. I went on and I've, I've looked up the actress who played Wanda and I, I don't know who she is, but she looks so much like uh, Adina Menzel and it was just bugging me the whole episode and the fact that, that she wasn't. And so that that's just my first thoughts about Wanda was I just wanted her to sort of like burst out singing <laughs> and she didn't and that annoyed me. Wait, who did uh, Who did Adina, you think she looked like? She looks like Adina Menzel. Um, she's on Broadway. She was in Rent and Wicked. Okay, I know um, nothing about Broadway. I love, I love, 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 love Adina Menzel. But, and uh, I guess, and I, I, I now I just had to pull up her picture so that I could look at it, and I see it especially in in that in her smile. She definitely has it in her smile. Yep. But I, I didn't make the connection until you said it. Now that you say it, now I see it. Now it's going to bug me. <laughs> yeah i looked her up too because i thought she looked so familiar and then i was like okay no i've never seen her in anything but this is this the only thing that she's really done like of note yeah she was in a couple of movies with like mary kate and ashley olsen and oh. like that was the only thing i even really recognized 
Yeah, I, I certainly, um, I certainly wouldn't have seen her in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. So when Veronica and Wanda are kind of hanging out and like creating the new pers- posters, wait, what happened first? Did the narc happen first? I think posters yes. happened first. Poster. So, no, narc it, first. It was narc, and that's why they had to make new posters. Yes. With okay. the puffy paint. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Puffy paint. And Avril Lavigne CD. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that was um, so funny. Did Avril Lavigne wear chokers? Am I thinking that that's correct? <laughs> I, that sounds correct, yeah. Maybe that's where the chokers come from. Hold on. I, I have to look up some pictures of Avril Lavigne. <laughs> I, mean, I don't Wanda think chokers were very punk rock, were they? I I'm sorry? Don't no. know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, According I'm to trying, Avril. Uh, th- th- there was that one Avril Lavigne video that w- I saw that one time years ago. I, I, yeah. don't see, I don't see any pictures of Avril Lavigne with, with chokers upon just a quick glance. <laughs> I swear that she had chokers. She um, just she seems was like a, that kind of girl. A tie. Um, it looks like she was big on um, like, a, like a tie, like a men's tie in like a, <laughs> a white shirt. That's what I, I, I see a lot of that. This is very important stuff. (laughs) Again, tangent. Uh, (laughs) It always comes back to the choker. Mm -hmm. We're obsessed. Okay, so so Jimmy, what were you going to say about the uh, the poster making? So I thought, like during during the scene where they were doing the poster making, there was like this moment where they were kind of like friends, you know, like they 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 were they kind of fell back to being the friends that they were when they were in pep squad for like this brief moment. And I thought it was really cool because, you know, one, not Wanda, uh, Veronica doesn't really have any girl friends now that Lily's gone. <laughs> and, and it really struck me as like, you know, maybe she really wants to, to, to have that kind of relationship with somebody again. And it was really nice to see her kind of like light up while they were talking. I thought that that was all um, uh, really well played and, and it really played into the fact that she doesn't have that in her life anymore. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And she, I mean, obviously she misses Lily so much, but then she makes a friend and this is what happens. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, I don't know. It? Hold on. Uh, view original image. Let me post this into the chat. Does this count as a choker? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say yes. Yes, that's that counts. That, that counts as a choker. I, I, th- I think that's yes. a choker. Yes. yes. Okay. We're voting yes. So okay. We now know where the chokers come from. That's right. <laughs> it will ease everyone's minds. Because that's really that—that's the real mystery of Veronica Mars. Is where <laughs> it's true. Okay, so in that scene when they were uh, hanging out and making posters, did you guys anybody? Okay, yes. yes, I caught it. I caught it. Did anyone Wait. else catch it? Weevil, Lily, and Weevil. Oh my god! I like Weevil. died. I died. I, I had never gotten any sort of um, a romantic vibe from them before. Um, mutual respect, for sure, but, but I had... But Lily. 
No, yeah, that's what I want. My whole point is like I mentioned it last, like when in, when they did the visual thing, that um, it seemed to be something between Lily and Weevil. And so when I saw this, I was super excited. I was like, this is more confirmation about that theory. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we're. Uh, I was thinking of her asking about her about Wanda asking Veronica about her relationship with Weevil, and but I forgot what? that. At the end of um, at the end of the episode, at the end of the homecoming episode, Weevil was crying. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I forgot about that. And and Wanda did. She asked Veronica about the idea of you know did, did you hook up with Weevil? But then she goes on and saying, and you know there was a rumor about Lily and Weevil, and Veronica comes back. Veronica came back with uh, it was like, well, there was a thing about Lily and boys. Yeah, like bad but, boy things. Something about bad boys, and she said yeah. she just had a thing for boys or something. Well, but, I maintain that Weevil is the hottest guy on the show, so. <laughs> <laughs> so Weevil can love you long time. I love Weevil. <laughs> <laughs> Although, oh my god, I hope they're not setting it up that Weevil is the killer. I'm just gonna be pissed if that's oh, where this is going. No, I wow! <laughs> Don't even say that. Oh, I, mean, I, hadn't even, I hadn't even gone there. Yeah, huh, huh. Don't but know. okay, let's let's not go there. Um, talking about Weevil when Veronica runs into him outside the school and wants him to vote for Wanda. I found it hilarious that uh, the thing that Felix got in trouble for is having all of the welcome to Neptune signs in his bedroom. <laughs> I did four too. Of them. <laughs> all four of them. Yeah. So did Wanda actually narc on him? Was that the, uh, not to, you know, jump on the phrase, but since it was yeah. used. So yep. she did. So she was actually narking on everybody. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did Logan know that? Is that why Logan made? Because, oh, maybe Logan didn't actually do it. As as I'm as all of a sudden the revelation is coming to me because I just assumed that Logan did all the all the narc spray painting, mm -hmm. but now I'm thinking maybe it wasn't him at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that that Logan was responsible for it. Yeah, I actually don't think so either. I mean, I know he denies everything whenever Veronica accuses him of anything, but I think that most of the time it's not actually him, even though she thinks everything is done by him. Uh, hence his quotable line that I will not say because it's one of my quotes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and it's only one, one of my two quotes, so you can't say it. Okay. <laughs> it has to be my quote because I know that you've got like 17 of them. No, I do. I have at least six. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, let's like finish up this, uh, this A plot. Uh, basically, Veronica tests it out to see if Wanda is narking on people and Duncan wins the election again. Yep. And I just the Dr. Seuss hat in her locker. Oh my god. <laughs> that was that was just perfect. And the suckers. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, more quotes in that scene. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
But I, um, I just kept trying to picture her wearing that, that Dr. Seuss hat. And I was like, oh. Because I don't remember ever seeing them. I, I think I saw, like, one in actual red and white. Everything else was, like, purple and green and yellow and these uh-huh. weird colors. So the fact that it was an actual cat in the hat hat was sort of awesome. Okay, so Duncan wins, and he's... I think that we see more of his personality that he actually maybe has some and (laughs) that he really is a nice guy of his old personality. Yeah. I think that's what we saw, which I think was egged on by Veronica when she kind of stopped him, you know, at, uh, when, not stopped him, but when she talked to him and said, you know, is you doing your usual thing? You know, not to quote, but, uh, you know, where you don't do anything, where you just let the bad stuff happen, basically. And then it almost seemed like, like, Veronica is the one who, who kind of, like, was the catalyst of him to go back to this old version of himself where he actually cared about other people. Uh, and I thought that was really cool um, that he went there once he got elected and that he opened up the pirate points to everybody. I thought that was... that. That was an interesting kind of um, uh, transition there for him. So I think that sometimes she's too hard on him because I think we have seen him trying to stand up for people. Like he has, you know, told Logan to knock it off and um, he, I don't know, there have been other instances where he has kind of tried to reach out but she wasn't ready to receive it. I, I mean, I know the um, the scene that you're talking about in the car with Logan when he's getting on her. I, I that one that you're specifically referring to. Mm-hmm. I totally remember that one. I but I don't know if there are are a lot more. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe just um, like like offering to give her a ride to uh, the surfing thing, like. Just that kind of thing. Like, I think he's oh, yeah. maybe trying to reach out a little bit. But they they were definitely sort of passive. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's Logan going off and he's just like, oh, man, just stop it. And it's a very, very low-key, very passive sort of reaction. Yeah, and definitely. that, I mean... We see in the in the flashback um, while Veronica is trying to to make her huge decision about who to vote for, um, the idea of you know here's this other kid who's being an, an idiot, and that was a little bit more of an aggressive action where he looked at that and and it wasn't just you know hey man cut it out, but he's like no, you're fine here, you go away, and so I mean that. I, I, I don't know. It, it really was that there was contrast mm-hmm. between way, the way that we've seen Duncan react to things now and the way that, um, and, and that flashback. Yeah. Okay. Are we good on the A plot? Anything else? I think I'm good on A plot. Okay. Yep. Now we move into Logan and we meet. Aaron Eccles. And and the first thing that that we see is Logan riding a moped down the driveway <laughs> to get his mail. And I just thought that was like the that that was so funny and it was so cute. 
I think that was a scooter. No, <laughs> I'm just uh, mopeds have pedals, like bike pedals. Okay, whatever you call it. I don't know. It was just like it wasn't it wasn't anything super fancy. Like it was just this welded together thing with a little motor stuck under it. And I was yeah. Like, awesome. I'm sorry. I'm just giving you a hard time. Don't mind me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I thought. I, that I, that's my first notice. Logan's driveway is so long, he has to take a scooter to get the mail. <laughs> <laughs> but I and I also have to give kudos to whoever it was that managed to get both Harry Hamlin and Lisa Rinna. Yes, that was just I was like, yes, that's awesome. awesome I know that's what I have. Well, when I saw Lisa Rinna at, the, Rinna at the end, I was like, is that? It is. Those are her lips. <laughs> yes. How could you miss those? And they're married in real life, right? Yes. Yes. It's crazy. No, Were they married at this time? Yes. Okay. They've been. Aren't they one of the longer-lasting Hollywood marriages? I mean, they've, they've been, been married together for a while. For yeah, I think forever. I think they've been married for literally ever and ever. <laughs> you know, like how I like that literally, and, and yeah, that, I know literally. <laughs> not supposed to use it. <laughs> we get your point. You're saying a long damn. Yes. <clears throat> so Logan's dad is a movie star. Yes, that's. Yep. Yes. Okay. What kind of movies does he do? Did do we learn or we didn't learn? I I thought it was sort of like mindless action movies. Because well, then... I remember one point saying something about my dad's action new action figure came out. All On right. the note of the, the um, movie posters that were in his office, because I, you know, looking at everything and thinking it might be some kind of clue, and the titles were Fierce, Hair Trigger, and Death Fist, I believe. So, Death <laughs> 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 Oh my god. Oh. Yeah, that completely fits his personality. <laughs> but th- didn't he say something about a Christmas movie at some point? Yeah. Okay. So that, well, I, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I was kind just going to go with, yeah, Death Fist was probably his Christmas movie. <laughs> I mean, that, that doesn't actually mean a movie set at Christmas. It's just a movie that comes out at Christmas. I guess so. Like Die Hard. Wasn't, wasn't Les Mis a Christmas movie? Or was that Thanksgiving? No, that was definitely that was Christmas. Christmas. Yep. That was Christmas. Yeah, and that's just an all-around feel-good movie. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> that was very uplifting, and Lily was great in that movie. <laughs> yes, she was. Oh, God, I forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> very Lily-like. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and another movie where people come back from the dead to... Well, to sing, but yeah, there we go. <laughs> the crossovers keep on happening. Yep, tying it all in. Yeah, I mean, I just he just uh, he, I, the, the storyline just made me a little nauseous because um it you know it's interesting interesting because with the whole um <clears throat> Logan and the bum fights. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that with a straight face. Um, <laughs> So he made me so mad with that. Like, I just thought it was awful. But then by the end of the episode, I felt so bad for him. And it's just, I mean, in the middle of the episode, too. And I just thought it was, like, really a testament to his acting, but also just the character. Um, that in the, in the, 
you know, in the space of a single episode, you can make me like absolutely hate him and also feel really bad for him and really sorry for him. Yeah. I agree with all of that. But of all of the scummy things that, um, that Logan has done, this was by far and large the scummiest thing. I know that's not really a word, but I'm using it anyways. <laughs> but this is definitely the scummiest thing he has done thus far. <laughs> now, I'm, see, now, maybe I need to go and the idea of researching the time. But I'm remembering a couple different TV shows. And I think that they were like early 2000 where the idea of bum fights was sort of a big thing of people Can recording them. <laughs> uh, 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 hobo, hobo boxing or whatever you want to call you. it. They, they, actually, Thanks. they actually referred to it as skid row boxing. Skid row, there we go. Okay, um, that works. Because I remember seeing, like, that, that, was, that showed up as the theme of a couple different episodes of TV shows that I've seen over the years. So was that like a big thing that was happening in in oh four oh three whenever we are? Maybe well, there we, was something in the news that just uh, we we certainly can't blame it on Fight Club because apparently Fight Club was in nineteen ninety nine. I just looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> but but Fight Club wasn't wasn't hobos. Fight Club was you know regular guys. So and this was definitely like. There was, I, I don't even know what it was an episode of, but it had uh, Christopher Gorham in it. And I watch anything with Christopher Gorham in it. And th- there was this, some, some show and he and another kid were making money filming Skid Row boxing and posting it on the internet. Like you had to pay a subscription to watch these fights. So I'm, I'm just wondering, was, was that something that was a thing? Well, when I Googled uh, Hobo Fights Chris Gorham, uh, the show Boomtown came up. Okay. And it looks like uh, there's New York has infamous bum fights, which the episode was uh, inspired by. So a point that, um, that I wanted to bring up, I really like the contrast from the first time that we see the homeless guy at the gas station where Logan and Dick are trying to... Uh, get him to join in their, uh, what did we decide to call it? <laughs> hobo uh, boxing. Hobo nope. boxing. Uh, skid row boxing. Okay, there we go. <laughs> okay. Either, either or will work, I think. Okay, so the, the contrast between that scene and then when uh, Logan and Aaron go back there and uh, basically Aaron will do anything for money and the homeless guy will not. Wait, Aaron? Yes. Because he is on the phone with his agent, and he's like, oh, that that guy's horrible. He hasn't done a movie since the 80s or whatever. And then, oh, but then he throws money at him, and he's like, yep. oh, yeah, I'll he's do like, it oh, now. Because yeah. mm-hmm. it's eight figures. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's a, that is a pretty cool contrast. I think that, um, especially considering, uh, like, the context, the, the, the context of it, considering, you know, he turned him down, you know, for, and he's a veteran that is nobody, you know, there's a, a homeless veteran who, who has his little sign up and then there's, they're in their fancy car and, um, and, you know, with their fancy cell phones, cause you know, the flip phones, because it's still flip phone season. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and uh, that's pretty cool. I, I didn't pick up on that when I watched it, but now that you bring it up, that's, uh, that, that's awesome. 
I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out to me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's probably more of a, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth watch thing that, uh, you know, finally clicked in my brain, but I really enjoy it. So, so, oh, but we, we actually the, skipped over like the actual the, the, the con- the, confrontation. Yes. yes. Where my note is, um, my note for that is, holy shit, in like big capital letters with five exclamation points. Beep. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. So the fact that he just threw him over the sofa and I was like, oh my God. And my my entire worldview about Logan just shifted. Yeah, he Go did ahead. a really good job of like looking just like scared. Like, you know, you always see Logan. I mean, we've seen moments of like vulnerability from him, but just that scene of his face, like looking at his dad and him actually being scared of his dad was like, I don't know. I mean, even before that, even before when he was going home and he knew he was going to get it, like after he'd seen the video. I mean, I don't know. He just played that so well. Um, I would like to point out another thing that you guys probably wouldn't pick up on until another watch through, but um, you can see why in the pilot, when Weevil is beating him up, that he just takes it. Yep. Oh my god. Oh wow, you're right. Yeah. Oh. Wow. <laughs> oh my god, that's so oh. sad. Yeah, I know. Now I'm just like, my heart's breaking. Oh my god, okay. Yep. And, so now and... I really like him. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Aaron makes him go to the homeless shelter and work and be on camera. And then Logan um, does something really good and uh, not so good for Aaron, but who cares? Well, I mean, he eventually has to care, but well, yes, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's like it's like one of those train wrecks that you see. You're like, no, because you know that his father's not going to take it very well. But then, isn't it true that, like, you know, I mean, I don't know. You don't want to see him go through that, but at the same time, it's kind of rewarding in its own way. It's the fact that he, he isn't just accepting it; he's still yeah. trying to to fight back. And I mean. You have to wonder exactly when this started, but I mean, because obviously his mom just accepts it. So was right. this something that I mean that that didn't start to happen when he was that didn't happen when he was younger, but now that he's gotten older and has started to you know stretches stretches uh, limits a little bit that it started to come into play or I, I don't know, but. but, but you'll- but you'll notice in that final scene when he picks out his belt and and everything and that door closes that mm-hmm. his mother uh has drink in hand. Mm-hmm. And so so this I don't think this is a, a a new development by any stretch of the imagination. I think that that um there's there's obviously a large amount of dysfunction that's happening in this family, which oh, oh yeah. But what I'm wondering is like because of the fact that I'm still seeing the defiance in him, I'm wondering is this something that started when he was like twelve, thirteen, and and just started like he was the perfect little boy growing up, and so we didn't really have to discipline him, but then he started to you know act out, and now I have to take a firm hand. 
because if this was something that had been going on since he was little, since you know he was first born, I don't know. I I, I don't have enough psychology to really delve into the, the the how you would act out in a situation like that if you grew up in an abusive household. But where's our Where's our psych major when we need one? We needed a pharma- <laughs> <laughs> we needed a pharmacist a couple of episodes ago, and now we need a we need a psychiatrist. <laughs> we need a list of experts on hand. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to phone a friend. <laughs> um, I think you know it, it does show obviously some really interesting you know dynamic there when when Logan actually you know, blows a half a million dollars of his father's money. Um, I think that, that, I mean, that definitely shows some defiance, but I, and I, I'd like to, I'm, I'm curious to see where that's going, but it also kind of gives you this side of Logan that says, this is, this is why he's such an asshat. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he's dealing with so much at home that it, it, I don't remember who said, but, uh, you know, that you feel bad for him now. And I, I, I get it now. Like I, you know, usually these kids who are abused are also abusing other people because it's all they know. Uh, and so I'm really, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where the story goes and cause it's giving a whole, a whole new, like a fifth dimension of Logan that we didn't have before, you know, like, you know, there's the, there's the, the psychotic, you know, the psychotic jerk that, you know, we, we knew in the beginning. And then there was these sides that, that just keep developing for him. And I'm, uh, he's actually becoming one of my favorite characters because there's just so much to him that we haven't seen before. And I also think like just going back on the, the psychology thing, not like I'm qualified in any way, but I do think that maybe that's the way he knows that he gets attention from his dad and like you know how they say that like you know um, oh. I mean dogs do this like you know they'll act out to get attention um, even if it's like bad attention I know kids do this too um, so maybe that's how is still attention exactly oh. so that's how he gets attention from his dad so like maybe that's why he's like this because like if he's quiet and whatever whatever he doesn't get much of anything so and he knows his dad is a jerk so maybe it's a combination too because I can't just imagine him as ever being a quiet, you know, kid, <laughs> like a quiet, good kid. So it seems frivolous now, but at the very beginning when the, the tour group was there and Aaron pulls him in and is like, Hey, come get a picture of me and my son. And I'm just thinking if you're a fan, I mean, yeah, it's cool that he's your son. And, but would you really want a picture of the action of the movie stars son? I would think it would be more, hey, come take your picture with me, and, and here my son will take pictures. And, and, uh, and, and he hands off the cameras and makes Logan take pictures with him and all of his fans. But, I don't know, it just, it seemed a little odd. Yeah, it seemed like I, he was just keeping up appearances and acting like the, the great father. Mm-hmm. I think so. Which is, again, like what he was doing, like, you know, when they were... Yep having the the news conference like that whole first part of it where he has that that persona that as a as a a celebrity you you have to you have to front you know yeah but i i was also trying to figure out exactly like was this a weekend i mean why why were logan and his mom still in their bathrobes and aaron is just coming home 
so I, I don't know. I, I was reading too much into that, way too much into that scene. <laughs> All right. C plot is Veronica and Lily and Veronica and Keith. So we start out with ice cream for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> but it had fruit on it. I know. It, it did have fruit on it, but oh, God. <laughs> I can't even imagine having ice cream for dinner. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to say it's never happened. <laughs> See, but when I put fruit on my ice cream, I actually put like canned fruit on my ice cream. Uh-huh. And it's not just a maraschino. <laughs> a fake fruit. So. <laughs> I'm a purist. It's just ice cream. Everything else can go on the side. I mean, if, <laughs> canned fruit is only a step above a maraschino cherry, really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fruit cocktail. No judging. No judging. <laughs> well, we could talk about the fact that, you know, you, you put the scoop of ice cream in the bowl, and then you pour the cereal over it, and you wait for a few minutes, and then that makes an even better way to eat cereal in the morning. Oh. <laughs> okay. My father was a fan of letting the ice cream melt for a while and eating it like soup, and I never understood no. it. Ugh. No, not Gross. that far. No. Well, it depends on the ice cream. If it's cookies and cream or chocolate chip, then I kind of like it like that. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, no. And, but. and now I want to eat pizza and, and ice cream. <laughs> That's what's on the menu tonight. That's what this podcast has done to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so then Veronica loses her appetite because on the TV, Abel Coons has fired his legal counsel and will be executed early next year. Yeah. Very quick. Yeah, very quick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like... so. The murder happened last year, uh-huh. so it's really only a year later. I mean, well, in real life, this would have gone on for years before he right. would have even been convicted. But, um, but yeah, that's very quick. I guess maybe since he fired his attorney and isn't going to appeal, maybe that's why it's so quick. But even then, I think that's just TV land because I don't think anything in the legal system is ever that quick. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Definitely but not yeah. an execution. Yeah. Okay, so the the good stuff. Um, Veronica's dreams of Lily. Ghost yeah. Lily. Yay. Um, zombie Lamb- Lily. <laughs> <laughs> so Lily isn't didn't come back from the dead in the way that I said the last time. But, you know, I'll just take a hit on that one this time, I guess. <laughs> But she was back. But any scene with Lily is a better scene, for sure. And and I'm just, I couldn't help thinking that it would be really awesome. There was a Canadian TV show called Slings and Arrows. And in the very first episode, one of the main characters died. But he came back as a ghost that only one person could see. And I was just like, that would be so cool if, like, only Veronica could see Lily, and Lily was just wandering around, commenting on everything, and making these, <laughs> these things. And I'm just like, that would be awesome. I would, that, that would be 
The comedy spinoff. We need the comedy spinoff. <laughs> okay, so back to this ghost. Um, <laughs> uh, so because Lily is uh, haunting Veronica's dreams, she uh, decides she's got to get working on this case and figures out that the uh, backpack and shoes, the shoes specifically, that were found on Abel Coons' houseboat were in crime scene photos of Lily's bedroom the night of the murder. I was I find really it... confused by that. I don't understand. So, okay, because they were in the crime scene photos, they couldn't have been on his houseboat? Well, if they were, he would have had to break into, his be- into her bedroom and steal them later. Well, I think it says that there was a setup. It's the first real evidence that everything's not as it seems and that, you know, even though he confessed to it, maybe there was a reason um, that uh, he got something out of it. That's, that's, yeah. I'm saving all of that information for my, for my mystery guest. (laughs) (laughs) But for sure, for sure. I'm totally picking up what you're laying down there. (laughs) Yes. Well, I'm sure we'll get more into, uh, into this in a minute. Um, So Keith changes the combination and uh, so, of course, Veronica knows that he knows that she's been in there. And they talk about it. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, I thought, you know, it's really great to see them have that honest communication. I oh. think that that's like, that. that's my favorite, my, my, my favorite scenes tend to be between the two of them when they have that kind of open dialogue where they're kind of, you know, laying everything out between one another and they're, they're even, it's an even better than a father daughter relationship. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they're, they're having this, this ability to talk to one another on a level that, that most kids and parents don't have. And it's really cool to see that. Agreed. And I just hate it on shows when everybody just assumes what everybody else knows and nobody ever talks to anybody and, it drives me crazy. <laughs> Though I think that now that now that um, Veronica showed him that video of those shoes, stuff's going to get real. I wanted to swear, but I was trying to stop myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? Well, I don't know if this is. Um... Spoilery because I can't remember, but I had um, a little revelation while I was sitting in my office today. And I don't know if it's a, a revelation, but I was thinking about the story of Cain and Abel, which I don't know the story of Cain and Abel. We do a little. Okay. What, what but, do you need to know about it? But we have the Cain family and Abel Coots. So is there any hmm. kind of. I mean, uh, it's, in, in the story. Um, Cain was the older son and Abel was the younger and um, Abel brought it it was time to to bring sacrifices to God and Abel brought a perfect lamb and Cain brought uh, fruit and grain which the, the, the idea that the commandment was you were supposed to bring it was supposed to be a blood sacrifice and so even though Cain was a farmer and had brought the best of his produce, it still, God was, was displeased. And so Cain became jealous of the fact that his brother's sacrifice was preferred over his and ended up killing him. 
because of that, because of the jealousy. Okay. That opened up a whole new can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so for that, um, Cain was cast out from his group. Um, and he, he said, he, he cried unto God, you know, if I go out, they will, they will kill me. The people who come across me will see me as a wanderer and they will kill me. And God actually put a mark on his forehead to say that even though you are cast out, you are still under my protection. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to leave this alone for now until I do some, some more thinking. <laughs> okay. Well, well, here's something to think about was the fact of why... Why did Veronica put, I mean, was it just to, you know, ha ha, I'm going to totally screw up your shoes, but the idea of Duncan's name. <laughs> I, so I, I have that as a note as well. I was like, could you imagine walking around with your brother's name in a heart on your shoes? That I know. <laughs> not cool. No. Well, okay. But what if, what if, what if she's not his sister? Dun, dun, dun. I know. We keep <laughs> yeah. What did we say she was? She was his mother or something like that? Yeah, she was his mother. Like, and Does that make sister. it less creepy? <laughs> well, it could be like, a, you know, it could be a... Uh, never mind. I'm not even going to go there. I'm done. <laughs> and, and, and this is where we switch over into Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> okay, before we get there... Um, <laughs> But we go to quotes. <laughs> um, okay. Alisa, would you like to go first? Um, well, Jimmy kind of paraphrased one that I had um, about Duncan standing idly by. But I will go through my notes and find another quote that I know I've got here. Well, I didn't I just... do the whole quote. You can do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um let me see. So Veronica says, you don't initiate trouble. You don't initiate anything anymore. Duncan says, don't stop there, Veronica. Say it. What's my usual way? Veronica says, you stand idly by. And I thought it said, you know, a lot about maybe who he was um, as a character. And uh, again, I'm just, I'm trying to find every little uh, clue that I possibly can. And I think I'm like sending myself in all sorts of different directions about, uh, you know, what's happening uh, with this oh. murder. But I thought maybe... Oh, oh, oh. I just, I thought of something. Um, <laughs> just as you, as you did that, um, it, it's, I don't remember who, who said it, but the idea of the only thing that's necessary for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing. Mm. Ah. Mm -hmm. ah. Oh. Again, again, like, <laughs> I, I'm getting sent down all of these... I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Come down the tangent with me, Jimmy. You never no, want no. to. You are the white rabbit. I will not follow you. <laughs> Here's a quote from Lily. My soul is doomed to walk the earth until justice is served. And as a side project, project I dispense fashion advice. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely hate that one. Um, I will not take the Logan one. I will not. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the conversation between Veronica and Wallace. I want to find out who this kid is and why he voted for Duncan. And Wallace says, 
I want a, I want a statue of myself in the main lobby, holding a musket and staring down danger. Since we're take, talking about stuff we want, <laughs> <laughs> I have that one too. <laughs> um, so I have, honey, shouldn't we find something on the base of the food pyramid? You know, fruits and vegetables. That was Keith. Veronica, huh? What is that? It's a maraschino cherry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mine is super short. Go, shoo, return to Xanadu. <laughs> I have that one, too. Yeah. <laughs> this is Lily. Honestly, I was awesome, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Logan, I just don't have time to be responsible for every little thing that goes wrong in your life. But yet he is. <laughs> <laughs> I have cheerleading is a sport. <laughs> it was moved to a club in my high school. Oh, really? Ooh. Yeah. It didn't qualify as a sport anymore. It was just a club. <laughs> cheerleading club. Uh, there was, I kept thinking back. Um, there was an episode of Leverage where there was this whole thing about cheerleading competitions and the fact that that these people could make just tons of money because of the fact that cheerleading is not officially recognized as a sport. Hello, ESPN cameras all around. They they didn't have specific regulations for safety equipment and stuff. And it was like, because it's not a sport. I'm just, I'm quoting, bring it on. (laughs) (laughs) As you should. It's one of my very favorite movies of all time. Okay, how about um, there's a couple of suckers in the bag if you want one. Yeah, yeah, I have that too. I also have you two seem less peppy. Okay, we done with quotes? The only only other thing that I could possibly quote is right at the beginning of of the bump of the Skid Row boxing match where Logan goes, okay gentlemen I want a clean and just the way that his voice broke. Oh my god, that was that was scary. Oh. <laughs> All right, we ready for feedback? I think so. Okay, yes. who would like to take the email? I can take this one. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we have an email from Jack of Spades. Hi, team. I just wanted to say how much I'm enjoying listening to you all. I don't trust myself to say much else. I've seen all of the VM at least a few times and some of them dozens of times. I've written a gazillion words of fic, but but it's so much fun to hear people launching into the experience. May you remain pure and unspoiled. I'm trying. I'm trying very hardly. (laughs) Hardly. Really? Very hardly. (laughs) Can we edit that? Um, one thing I would love for you to do in upcoming eps is to re-examine the comparison you and so many other newbies drawn between Buffy and Veronica Mars. I'm not saying you are wrong and need to reconsider. I'm simply, I'd simply like to hear if your opinions have changed as you have gotten to know Veronica and the Neptune universe. For my part, I think the comparison is based on the surface characters, small, blonde, snarky, young female, rather than an understanding of who Veronica is and how she operates and the world she has to operate in. Buffy is Buffy, and there shall be no pretenders, but Veronica is real in a way few television characters are, and Buffy Buffy certainly never was. 
She walks the path that so many young women have had to walk, and her monsters are issues that we all deal with every day. Rape culture, slut-shaming, social isolation, the full range of isms, and she attacks everything full-on, armed only with her intellect, her pit bull, and her taser. (laughs) (laughs) I also feel, and I know this is controversial, that from a writer's writer's perspective, Veronica Mars is, is a better show. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer changed the game by overturning certain tropes and and surprising us with central ideas, but it was essentially simple storytelling done really, really well. Veronica Mars is much more complex, and the degree to which the episodes are woven together is truly masterful. Hint, very little in Veronica Mars is... Hint, (laughs) very very little in Veronica Mars is incidental. Uh, that's one reason why your podcasts are so fun, or are, are such fun. Hearing everyone exclaim over Duncan, Teddy's witness, and then that shivery moment when you discover that he has spent the last six months in a drug stupor. There are so many more of those moments to come, and it's going to be wonderful to listen to you unearth- unearthing them. Not to mention some of your more exotic theories are going in my <laughs> what if fic file. <laughs> Have fun, Jack. Very well written. That was very well written. And, yeah. and if any of those fics actually come to be, you have to link them to the group so that way we can read them. <laughs> yeah, we've given you some starters. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> as far as uh, one or the other, Buffy or Veronica Mars being better, I just have to say they're both in my top five TV shows of all time. So I can't really rank them above that. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely seeing where where he's coming from and i mean i'm sure that as veronica mars progresses that my my you know my attitude will change and you know my feelings will change for the show but i mean as far as i'm concerned there is nothing that at this point in time that could ever dethrone buffy for me but (laughs) we shall see I am seeing how they are different shows, though. Like, I mean, Certainly. I think the from the from the pilot, I was like, "Oh, these are so similar." And as it goes on and on, I'm like, "Yeah, they're they're very different." Even though they have, I mean, if you put on paper what they were, they would seem like you know, Supernatural is like the, I mean, or Buffy is the Supernatural version of Veronica Mars sort of thing. But I can see. Um, I can see a lot more differences now. So yeah, I can, defi- I can definitely see the difference, the, the different paths that they're going on. I, I definitely see it now. Yeah. Okay. Somebody want to read Taylor's comment from Facebook. This week we have three father-child relationships to look at. Veronica and Keith, perfect as always. Some trust issues are brought up, but resolved with a simple action of com- uh, communication. Yay. Um, Logan and Aaron, Aaron Eccles. Wow. No wonder... Um, hang on a no wonder Logan is the school obligatory psychotic jackass. Growing <laughs> up in that household could not have been easy. Mr. Eccles was downright scary in the bum fight confrontation scene, um, while the scene post soup kitchen is chilling. I agree. Duncan and Kane, Duncan and Jake Kane. While Mr. Kane is pushing Duncan to be something he doesn't currently want to be, he's doing the right. He's doing it the right way. He's talking to him, not forcing him. He wants Duncan to be class president, to go to a prestigious college, essentially be prepared for life. But underneath it all, he wants Duncan to be um, engaging. I guess engaging in life. In other words. Uh, in other news, I love the second interaction between the homeless guy and Logan, where Logan's asked if he's found something um, willing to sell him sell themselves out yet. Camera pants to Mr. Eccles. Also, Logan's stop blaming me speech to Veronica. Hmm, I think 
I like Logan. P.S. Was it just me or did Duncan actually have a spark of personality during his acceptance speech? Yeah. I I liked his acceptance speech. I don't know if he had a spark. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had more, more spark than he's had mostly thus far. I think that he had spark actually in in his um in his conversation with his dad. In the yeah. car. Yeah. That's where I saw the spark. Yeah, agreed. I, w- I want to carve driftwood for the tourists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be the best driftwood carver you can be. <laughs> Simone says, bum fights? Oh, yeah. I want to put a 50 on the homeless guy wearing a beanie. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> so want to take Ray's? I'll take Ray's. Uh, Logan is a jackass, but this episode did a lot to explain his behavior. It's also kind of weird that in, in an episode where Logan does something as despicable as starting his bum-fighting ring, I'm away liking him more. Also, this is the second episode in a row where the person that Veronica is supposed to be helping, Troy last episode and Wanda in this one, where they end up double-crossing her in the end. But even as Veronica gets double-crossed in both, she never gets outsmarted. Mm-hmm. Good point. Boo to Troy. Boo. I know I'm still hurting. <laughs> My heart. I saw him on the on the following like season finale, and I was just like waiting for him to do something double crossy, <laughs> just waiting. And Kim's. I totally call this a study on fathers. It's interesting to see the three different dads and their relationships. I'm still resentful to Wanda, and I'm hoping that the crew warms up to Duncan a bit here. <laughs> I think we warmed up to Logan more than Duncan. Though yeah. <laughs> so Duncan is 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 it, he has potential to be a little better. We'll see. Yeah, he's he's not as terrible, I will say. He's he's slowly gaining a little bit of dimension. Not not much. Like two, like from one dimension to two dimension, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he's still flat, but um. Okay, who killed Lily Kane? I'm I'm sticking with Duncan. Like, <laughs> Me too. I yeah, it's him. I'm. It's going to be really hard to change my mind on this. Me too. But I do think that he might have done it unwittingly, or you know, he was under some kind of fugue state. And for now, just because I hate him, I think that Duncan's father was involved. Yeah. <laughs> I think Duncan's that, father. I, I think that. Oh no, sorry, Logan's, Logan, father. Logan's father. I think that he had um, an affair with Lily. That's what I'm going with. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going with now. Uh, see, and I don't know. I I felt like the writers were trying to sort of steer us towards Logan with this episode, and the idea that you know, well, look at look at how his father lashes out, and he has that potential, and I don't know. So I'm just I'm right now I'm I'm because I know that the writers are smart and they seem to be pushing us towards Logan. I'm like anyone but Logan. But I, I don't know. I, I've, I've been crossing people off the list and there's no one to really replace them because I, I liked Duncan's father in this. I thought that that was, that he really seemed caring. So I, maybe I go back to, to, to Mama Kane and cause she's, she's weird and we didn't see her in this episode and I don't like her yet. So, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to keep my rabbit hole short. but um so i believe that sheriff lamb removed evidence from the crime scene 
and planted on the guy that they convicted. And that, and that this goes all the way back to when, to when Donut got pulled over and for the impound notice. And we found out that he was kind of working for the Canes. I think that, that he knows who killed Lily and he's always known. Um, so he's on my suspect list. I have a list now. <laughs> wow. He's on my suspect list. Um, but I, I don't know quite enough yet. Uh, I'm still leaning towards Celeste for right now, though. But but he certainly has made it onto my list. Interesting. I love this segment. <laughs> <laughs> I just... And you, you know, don't you? Me? You know, and you're just, yes. Yes. So evil. And you're just laughing at us. <laughs> Oh, no, it's amazing. I love it. Dance, well, my minions. Dance. I bet it, yeah, I know. Mine's just going to get more and more outrageous. <laughs> It'll always be Duncan, but the story behind it will always be different. <laughs> nice. Okay, um, ratings. I Go. gave it an 8 out of 10 otherworldly fashion tips. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I, um... I liked it. I, the A plot for me wasn't as great. Like everything else was super, super interesting. The A plot wasn't as interesting for me. So I gave it um, 7.5 out of 10 clunky, ugly chokers. Nice. On the second watch, I found the A plot to be uh, that I got a lot of interest, a lot of interesting information from the A plot that I, I I didn't really pick up on the first time, and that's where I actually ended up taking the most notes. But um, I, I definitely think this was a good episode. I'm going to go with with also eight out of ten Dr. Seuss hats. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked seeing Dream Ghost Lily, and that was one of the saving graces for this episode because I really just hated all the Wanda stuff. Um, so I gave it seven and a half out of ten pirate points. You took mine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Do you need a minute to figure out a new one? No, I have I have more. Okay. Um, <laughs> I have backups. <laughs> um, uh, Lisa, you haven't gone yet, right? No, I haven't. Um, I gave it uh, seven ecstasy tablets. Um, (laughs) I thought, uh, you know, I liked kind of the, the whole election and, you know, what I thought was like looking back at the, the real world, uh, of, uh, election and politics in the United States. And I want, uh, more happening with the, uh, Lily Kane murder. And, you know, I thought like the whole shoe thing and everything that was going on kind of helped move the plot ahead. So I'm, you know, really kind of looking forward to what happens next with that. All right, I'm going to give it 8.5 out of 10 ballots. Much more boring, but it works. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was your backup. That's right. Wanda rules ballots. <laughs> Wanda rules ballots. There we go. Um, and I really enjoy this episode for, I like the the election. You know, it's it's fun and we get lots of information. And I love the Lily stuff, but I really enjoy getting to know Logan better. And so that's why I'm rating it quite high, actually. I surprised myself. Um, Okay, so somebody want to do our contact information? I can. Um, You can find us at www.quadruplez.com. You can email us at investigatingmarspodcast at gmail.com. Tweet at us at at investigatemars.com. And find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups 
slash investigating Mars. Great. All right. Thank you, Elisa, for joining us. Oh, it was great. Thanks for having me. Do you think you'll podcast again? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I might drag her again, dra- drag her in again if she feels up to it. <laughs> ask me, ask me when I'm drunk again, and you know you'll get a yes from me. <laughs> I will keep this in mind. I will strategically ask. <laughs> next time we're out. <laughs> yeah, next time we're out, I, I will log her for a couple episodes of season two. <laughs> Great, there we go. All right, um, our next episode is going to be the girl next door. So, what do you guys think this is about? Veronica gets a new neighbor. Gets what? A new neighbor. Ooh. Um, So, I have adultery or kidnapping or an adulterous kidnapping. (laughs) 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 Adulterous kidnapping. How? Okay. I'm not sure how you got there, but I'll I'll, I'll let you know. Well, the girl next door. So it's like, you know, they're always like, um, oh, I fell for the girl next door, that kind of thing. So it may be adultery and then kidnapping because it's a girl who lives next door. I don't know. I don't know. My mind works in mysterious ways. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's no more no <laughs> worse my, than my uh, Captain John Smith one. So I think you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Okay. Anybody else? Uh, I, I've got nothing. Okay. All right, so we will be back next week for that episode. And until then, bye. Good night, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.